Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everybody, Andy Schossler here from Glass of Wine. Welcome to this splendid Friday, terrific Friday, awesome Friday. It's so good to be at the end of the week, right? Isn't it? God, yes, I love it. <laughs> you are hearing voices, and those voices have names. My voice is named Gina Schwartz after its owner, Gina Schwartz. <laughs> to her right. Is my voice named after me? Well, or does it deserve decision. its own voice? You do have a Zane voice. I do have a lot of voices, though. That's true. But they all belong to you. So Colonel Mustard is Zane C. Weber? Yeah. That particular version. Yeah. yeah. Not just every version. <laughs> <laughs> and you are hearing an unfamiliar voice, but a return voice. Yes, this voice calls itself Tully Grimley. <laughs> this voice. <laughs> Can a voice have consciousness and agency? Not That's, yet. That well, is a discussion <laughs> for a couple of glasses further in. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if your voice was independent of your own thoughts? Oh dear lord! I'm and fairly you sure. Negotiate with it yeah, to yeah, say, get it to say what you want right. to do. <laughs> I'm fairly sure there's a bad 2000s rom com of that exact plot. <laughs> I'm almost certain there's a Doctor Who episode about. Oh, that, there's got to be. There's got to be. But an uh, interesting sci-fi mm. episode anyway. I'll tell you, John Farnham has things to say about <laughs> my voice. Uh, leave it to there's Gina. A, uh, there's a man who just won't quit. Leave it to Gina was an old, old sitcom, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? No, that's a leave it to Beaver. Um, yeah. I, I don't, pop culture isn't my forte. <laughs> well, these voices are particularly lively, maybe because they've already had a few glasses of wine. Perhaps. A few, <laughs> five, ten, who can say? Wine that is uh, exported to us courtesy of our friends at Good Pair Days. Good Pair Days. Excellent work, Gina. Thank you. Thank you I was so expecting much. Perfect timing. That Thanks. really was. That will go down in the history books as the quintessential jingle. Thank you so much. <laughs> hire me, it's hire me, but most importantly, hire me. <laughs> So our friends at Good Pair Days, who are a wine club, uh, you subscribe to them. They will sign you up for three bottles of wine a month. You can add to that, subtract from that, however you like. Uh, however, if you do add a fourth bottle, they will deliver you the whole shipment for free. Amazing. And subsequent bottles as well. They will do the whole thing for free. Uh, check them out. Take the wine quiz. Take the palate quiz. Uh, they will send you recommendations. And so far, they've been pretty good with me anyway. Yeah. On, on my personal account, I've never been disappointed with a bottle, unless it's Dolcetto and Syrah, which is a rubbish wine anyway. I have, I've tried a few <laughs> wines from Good Pair Days, or from their previous name as well. And I've got to say, I've never had a poor experience. And I went out to dinner last night and paid too much for a glass of wine that I did have a poor experience with. There we are. And you it's become- a gamble. It is a gamble you got to go with people who know 
what they're sending you. And that's good pair days. Absolutely. And you become a snob after the first month. Oh, you do. It's you bad. don't even realise that it's Because you pretend <laughs> that you know what you're talking about and you have opinions on the tannin levels. But they it's send just you, me. They send <laughs> you good stuff. You. Yeah. They send you good stuff. They make it fun. They make it a very entertaining and, and memorable experience and you just want to keep drinking wine and interacting with them. Yeah, and they absolutely. give you these amazing guides. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's quite good. Yeah, you go rate your bottles and you get free free wine if you rate enough bottles. Points. Love those points. Love yeah. those rewards points. Mm. It's sucker for rewards points. <laughs> so check them out. Uh, get onto their website. If you do end up going to the checkout, use our promo code Glass of Wine at checkout for an extra $25 off your first order. That easily covers the, the, the fourth bottle and get the whole lot for free. Uh, of free shipping. Success. <laughs> you still have to pay for it, unfortunately. There's but that's no, just life. No such thing as free wine. But this well, week, yeah. there is if you go to dinner <laughs> and get someone else to pay for it. If you happen to be a lady that's person, fair. <laughs> well, oh yeah, I suppose yeah. <laughs> this week, they have been kind enough to send us a cab sav uh, from Feaston Vine uh, in the Western Cape in South Africa. South now, Africa. Have a have a smell, have a taste while I tell you that. Uh, these, uh, this wine, Feast and Vine, is operated by the people at the Mount Rosier Estate, who are environmentally conscious. Oh. They practice sustainable practices and, uh, and socially responsible practices. They uh, have low-input farming, uh, organic uh, fertilisers. They use solar power at their, at their place, at, 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 across all their sites, actually. Wonderful. And they even go so far as to prune frequently to keep the flavour in the few grapes that make it through. Oh, that's nice. Mm. There's so only the best. frequently an environmental practice? I would assume if you prune frequently, the whole vine would use less, would draw less uh, water. Yeah, I guess Because so. it doesn't have the foliage to, mm. to sustain. And I'd, I would assume that that would provide some pretty good fertilisation for the ground below. As well. Yeah, good compost. Wonderful. So they are environmentally conscious if that is something that you care about. Eh. If it is. <laughs> I want to stake I'm on the fence on that one. <laughs> you want to mm. stake with it? Stake. We're not playing the game yet. Too late. All right. <laughs> I'm not in charge, but I've started playing. Does everybody like it? Yes. You, oh, it's... Does it, well, it's what a, smoky, but okay. The word that came to mind was chocolatey, but that's not quite the word. Like interesting. rich. It's sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So I get a strong cherry flavour out of this. Yeah. Like it could almost be a cherry liqueur. Yeah. I think it's very... Like tart sort of black cherry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's very filling for the soul well, is it, a word. Mm. It won't surprise you that the, uh, the fruit notes in this are black plums, black cherries and black currants. Yep. And the flavour profile is uh, tobacco, pepper, capsicum and licorice. Licorice. So definitely, definitely get the pepper. The pepper and the capsicum, I'm 100% in for. The licorice, not so much. So with the licorice, mm. I'm not a fan of licorice, but I associate it with chocolate. And yeah. I can, with, with an off chocolate taste, I can completely understand that. Yeah. So, yeah, I taste the pepper, um, smoky, licorice goodness. So shall we play the game? Wait, which the game? Well... Okay, guess the vintage first of all as a sort of intro, you know, a, an easing into the game. 2016. Nice guess. 2015. Well guessed. <laughs> 2017. Everybody is incorrect, except for Zane. <laughs> 
every time. It's any and you and you've chosen 2017 for the past like three goes. No, last time it was 16. It's young for a cab sav that I was introduced to. You should always leave a cab sav for four years before drinking it because that that gives it the minimum time to mature correctly. Right. But but the recommendation is that it's ready to drink now, uh, but could sell it for up to four years. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Good. Good to know. So enjoying a six-year-old. I got into the habit, I'm, I'm not quite sure how it started, but I got into the habit of finding cheapish wine, cheapish good wines at around $20 or so, and then just keeping them at home for five years. Just letting them. Letting them I don't relate. have that sort of no. yeah. <laughs> patience. In five years, it takes, I don't it know takes where the <laughs> fuck I'm going to be in two years. Let like, alone. I don't five. have any beer left. Where is my alcohol for the weekend? Well, I I did it. I did it once, and 2015 was a remarkable year. Can I just <laughs> <No>. say? <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it so much. I did it again. And the 2020, so next year, will be the the first time that I open up a lot of these and wines that I've been cellaring for the last five. Do you also have wines that you've collected in 2016, 17, 18 and 19? I wish I had been that. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be another it's next year and then another six years from now, we'll have another great year. Maybe. Or maybe I'll just get so drunk in 2020, I'll forget about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. I get that. All right. Time for the big show, the actual game. The actual game. Well, the big event. What? Zane, Zane, you said steak. Mm, steak or like a, a roast beef or something, something like really meaty. That's pretty standard with a camp serve. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, and I won't say that you're wrong. And I will. And like I'm, I, I'm a philistine in that I like my steak very, 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 very well done. Oh really? Why? Uh, I just think it's nicer that way. Um, but for this, I think I would like maybe just a medium well done. Okay, so a little less than totally cooked through. Did you grow up having not the best quality meat? I don't because remember that was paying any attention. That was generally my experience. Like if we were having if we were having beef at home, it was not the best quality. So roast, how would, would I be, know? I was a kid. <laughs> Roasts would be very dry and cooked all the way through. Mm. But occasionally, my dad would splurge, get some good steak from the good butcher, mm. and we would have that. We would have that rare or medium, and it changed my life. Even now, I don't particularly enjoy steak. Really? So I don't really mm. remember okay. paying much attention. See, I didn't enjoy steak for many years and I didn't really know why, but then I think back to the time when I was about maybe nine or ten and I nearly choked on <gasps> a piece of steak. Okay. And I wasn't keen on steak to begin with, but then I nearly choked on it and then I went off it. But now I'm kind of back on it, but I'm still cautious. Mm. I think I've just like <laughs> I've always been hungry, so I was just like <laughs> slamming it down my gob. I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. And then it was not coming. It wasn't it wasn't going down. It just wasn't going down. So are you saying not beef for this one? Um, I'm with Zane with a steak or a tomatoey pasta. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. A bit of spaghetti. See, I'm I'm gonna copy Gina exactly on this one, <laughs> but with a little more um a little more specificity. Um and actually last night I was talking I said I had a, a less than desirable glass of wine. Um, I was out at dinner and I had the most amazing meal I've paid for in a long time, um, which was a beef cheek 
Papadelli, um, right. which the beef cheek just absolutely fell apart. Um, the pasta was perfectly cooked. It was just splendid. Mm. And had I this glass <laughs> in my hand, I, I could have died a happy man. Yeah, but... Is this, is this somewhere you've been to regularly? This is the first time I've been to this place. Okay, good. Yeah. What's this place good, good. called? This place is called um, Santa Monica something. Um, it's in the city. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but the beef cheek papadelli, absolutely amazing. Excellent. All right. Good to well, know. Well, you're all pretty well there. Right. Red meat is definitely on the list, <clears throat> as is braised beef or barbecued or heavily spiced or herbed. Uh, dishes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah. Red meat isn't isn't a surprise. Cab save is, you know, essentially paired with red meat wherever you go. Mm. Mm. It's It'll pretty, be pretty on a, on, a, on a on a list of recommended wines for any for any steak. I I can guarantee that a cab save will be on there. Yeah, right. Yeah, surely. Yeah. Where are we drinking this? In a bar. <laughs> 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 Just give me anything, bartender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first bottle you see. I think this is um, like my – I'm dressed up but it's winter so I'm wearing a coat and I think, I've, like, I think I'm waiting for some friends in a bar before we go out to dinner and I'm like, oh, you know, let's grab a – yeah, what do you got? Yeah, give me that. And I have this wine and I'm sipping it and I'm like people watching and it's quiet. Yeah. I quite like it. Mm. I want it to be snowing. When I have this, mm. I want to be seeing the snow fall, and yeah, I could I could be watching people walking by, or just seeing them through the beautifully double glazed windows of <laughs> this steak restaurant that I happen to be in in New York. In New York, mm. I w- I went to New York. I think this this was the second time I was in New York, and we were we one of our party had gone home early because he had to had to work or couldn't get the time off or for whatever reason, and so we just. Wandered along after a show. It must have been eleven thirty or so. Oh wow! And being in 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 Brisbane, nothing's open at eleven thirty. Oh, of course not. No, certainly not somewhere to eat. No. Maybe if you wanted to drink, the city and, closes at five thirty. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, maybe if you wanted to drink and mm. not hear each other talk, you could you could find somewhere to go. Mm. Uh, but no, after a show, eleven thirty, we popped into uh, this restaurant chain. Called Wolfgang's and had an, oh, lovely. an amazing meal, amazing wine, and it was at snowing 11:30. at the time. Yeah, it was a it was meal. midnight when it were eating, and it was perfectly normal. Oh, it wasn't wow. it wasn't even winding down in the restaurant. They were still you know people were still Bustling walking through the door. Yeah. yeah, it's a different place. Imagine that. That's where I want to be mm. when I drink this wine. It reminds me of that. Mm. I'm I'm definitely with you on the travel and the cold front. Okay, it's, <laughs> for for me, I've just finished. Well, about an hour ago, I've finished skiing. Oh, I've, I've got <laughs> that's off. Very specific. <laughs> got off the slopes. I'm in the bar of wherever it is that that I am skiing, and just on a balcony, I've you know taken off all the fifty thousand layers that you wear while you're <laughs> on the slopes, and it is very brisk, and just enjoying the cold air and this. Terrific. Lovely. This is late night after a barbecue, eating the leftovers, chatting. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Yeah. That's I lovely. That. Zany, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure where that came from, but okay. I just thought it when I like turned to you and I was like, Zane. <laughs> Zany, <Hey>, baby. <laughs> so on a rooftop somewhere? Well, just, I think just in a backyard. 
backyard. Yeah, just like mm. most most people have gone home and you're just yeah just winding okay. down with the people who are there to help you clean up or just don't want to go home yet. The loyal friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that the really loyal matter. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, every not every. the ones that go home <laughs> early from New York, Scott. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Scott! What are you on? Exactly right. Never travel with a Keith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for Nicole. <laughs> Excellent. We've had some wine. Now let's wine. Who's got a Who's got a gripe this week? Who's got something uh, to get off their chest? I've got a quick one. I've got a got a little uh, itty bitty one. Um, so I'm I love my home cooking. I absolutely adore getting home and just chopping up some veggies, starting to make up whatever I'm doing. I tend to follow a recipe and. I've got a few recipe books. Uh, my partner, she loves getting those, you know, recipe of the month magazines and tearing out a couple pages. One thing I've noticed, though, is that not a single recipe ever, not a single one that I've encountered outside of an Indian cookbook, properly seasons their food. Oh, we're white oh, people. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, I can never trust the amount of garlic, the amount of spices, <laughs> or the amount of herbs in anything you got to double and then triple. With garlic, <laughs> it's at least always double. Uh, yeah. And if it's roasting, triple. Mm. But, yeah, what does no recipe writer ever season their food? Or do they just think we are all so intolerant of flavour that we can't deal? Speaking as a white person that doesn't cook. <laughs> Speaking as someone who has absolutely no idea about anything that we're talking about I have very strong opinions And I'm going to tell you what they are So strap in I am here they for this, are, Gina Yes, correct But like, honestly, if a, if a recipe tells me to do X, Y and Z Also, you know what? As a white person who doesn't cook and they're like Oh, and add a bit of coriander to garnish. Oh, I, no, <laughs> I no am, coriander ever. I just am not, destroy them all. I am <laughs> not paying $5 for a stick of coriander when I'm going to use one leaf. That's where I'm coming from. So You see, I, I, I'm a believer in coriander. I love using Ugh. it. But you to, are garnish, to garnish <laughs> is very rare with coriander. Right. It's got to be in the food. It works so well in Asian food. But you can't Probably just chuck does. a couple of leaves on the top. You've got to let it, like, let that flavour um, cook throughout the meal. Otherwise, if it's you're just, using spices at all, you should cook. With oh, them. absolutely. Yeah. The spices should be the yeah. first thing you put on there. The, the herbs oh. should be in there as you are applying heat. Um, what? Yeah, otherwise the flavour is just auxiliary. It's just on the top. The flavour from herbs comes from the oils within it. Yeah, and spices exactly the same. Um, so, like, if you were, like, using a fry pan, you put the oil in and then the spices and then whatever meat. You can even put well, your you spices in first and it's called toasting it and it lets the oils out and it makes it more flavoursome. Could do that. I normally okay. stick in the onion and garlic first. Yeah. If, it's, if it has onion and onion, garlic. Onion, garlic. Oils, yeah. spices. Yeah, yeah and but then like spices. The next thing after that, then the meat. Meats. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then herbs. Wow. Whenever you add whatever sauce it is, or yeah. after that. See, when yeah. I cook, first open my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Look open up Uber, Uber Eats. Eats. <laughs> then you put a little coriander on your credit card. <laughs> Uber Eats. You can sponsor us anytime you want. Please do. Actually, my my, my wife put us onto one of those um, menu log. 
<laughs> Fedora. No, no, no. One of those, um, I think Blue Apron is the one in the States. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. One of those services where they, they send you the ingredients, oh, the, the raw ingredients. Yeah, the meal kits essentially. Yeah. Um, they send you ingredients for the thing and you cook it yourself. And so often we go, <laughs> we go off book. You know, it, it'll say, you're making a pie, so do it this way and then ah, screw it. We'll just make a stir fry out of, out of these things. <laughs> and it works just as well. Yeah. <laughs> it just works. It just works to go off book and, you know, I mean, add, that's, add, add your own little flair to it. That's the I way I was always I can't go taught. off book. It, you it's just got to know your flavours. Re- know was, how things – I was born off book. <laughs> I need a book that I can cook. So <laughs> you have to follow a recipe literally, then you probably shouldn't be cooking. Well, exactly. You just, you just don't have that, you know, inherent. Je, I mean, je ne sais quoi. I think your first step when learning to cook is following, is a, recipe. following a recipe. Okay. What's, and then. What's everybody's cooking experience? Like I learned to cook when I was very young. Right, I had no no trouble boiling an egg, frying some bacon, baking whatever, baking a roast. I could do in my teens. It was fine. You just cut holes in the roast and shove cloves of garlic in there. It makes it taste very nice. Wow! Um, shadowed my parents, and then would when I moved out of home, just would cook based okay. on recipes, and then okay. would yep. start going off book. My dad always went off book. Um, of course, yeah, of course. It's and cooking. It's not. It's not meant to be taken literally. And mum was either side. She would either follow a recipe or she would not have a recipe and just make it up. And either way, it would work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, no, my parents cooked to survive. (laughs) 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 They went down into those cooking mines each day and they came up covered in coriander. (laughs) No, like we we were not a very like, oh, you know, let's cook as a family. No, it was like sausage and five veg <laughs> and then spaghetti and maybe if, you know, someone felt like putting in effort, there was there was a pie. Like there was no – I didn't – I had Chinese food as a kid mm-hmm. as takeout. I had never – as an adult, by the time I was 18, I'd never had anything but Chinese and like uh, meat. I had Chinese and meat. <laughs> well, like just meat and veg and oh, pies. Right. Yeah, yeah. I that's like I Ethiopian <laughs> Ethiopian f- food. Never heard of her. I've never Still, had Ethiopian food. Yeah, like you I just it's quite good. I yeah. Lots of goat. Tell yeah, me. just just spicy spicy curries. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what though, um, single best um, experience I had for cooking, like gave me the most skill, most proficiency with stuff, was going vegetarian for a while. I was uh, yeah. vegetarian for about mm, probably about a year. And in that time, I got so much better at cooking because uh-huh. you, have, you to have to just <laughs> understand how each ingredient works in order to make the textures and the flavours work for you. I was vegetarian for, for a little while and I got a vegetarian cookbook but I only made one thing <laughs> from that cookbook because, again, I'm just a simple what, lad. What I, was the one thing? It was – <laughs> I still make it. It's still good. It's leek and spinach soup. <laughs> and it's good. spinach. <laughs> <laughs> and if, it's really good. If that good. one thing was good, yeah. have, maybe, maybe just every week you can try one 
more things. But here's the thing. I actually <laughs> don't like cooking. It's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a particularly big fan of the oh, process I of cooking. It. It's just – it's like cleaning. So I do it because I have to. I, I hate uh, washing dishes, but mm. I love, love cooking. I love making dishes. No. Dislike. I would happily, if I had a partner, I would happily let them um, cook for the rest of my days <laughs> as long as I could clean. Like I don't want to touch. I just, I don't, it's just stupid. Are you, are you afraid of getting it wrong or you no, take no pleasure from, from there's cooking? There's no pleasure in it. I, I spend an hour and then I eat it in ten. Like it's just... If I had the money, I'd pay someone, but I don't, so here we are. See, I'm, I'm yeah. very much a leftovers kind of guy. Like Cass and I will – like I'll cook or she'll cook and we'll have four servings, two for dinner, two for lunch. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm a big believer in the leftovers. You've both been vegetarians yeah. for some part of your life. Can I ask, what motivated you to get into it and then to get out of it? <laughs> What motivated to me <laughs> to get into it was I was pretty much very unhealthy in my food habits. So okay. I was just like, well, let's just eat some vegetables. And, well, while we're at it, let's go vegetarian because I was kind of – I wasn't eating much dairy at the time anyway and I was kind of going I, – I think I would like to be a vegetarian again one day but at the moment it's not in the cards. And it, I went – You had unhealthy habits meaning like what you were I, having a lot of KFC or something? Yeah, like I don't like cooking, so I wouldn't cook. Okay, <laughs> I would okay, go to Coles okay. on the way home and get a packet of chips, and that'd be my dinner. Stir fries are so are ridiculously easy. I hate stir easy. fries. It's so easy though. <laughs> I would not nah. roast veggies. You, you go into Woolies, you well, buy, chuck you can in the buy oven. a packet of pre-cut, ready-to-go stir-fry vegetables. A packet but I hate of it. cut but, up, ready yeah, okay. to go stir fry beef or chicken. Gentlemen, 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 I understand <laughs> that you think that this process of getting these ingredients and putting them together over some heat is not an effort at all. But I agree with Gina. If you don't enjoy not- doing it and there's an easier option, you're just going to go with the easy, easy option. option. Not that it's not an effort because it is. You're replacing the effort of cooking it for making it about half the price. Because if you're getting takeaway, it's about twice as expensive as any f- raw ingredients you would buy. And that's a factor, sure. But when you live by yourself and you have no one else to care for, all that money is mine and I can spend it <laughs> however the fuck I please, you know. Okay. It's, hard. Um, it's difficult to argue with that. Yeah. yeah. But again, it wasn't healthy, so I went vegetarian. And I was thinking about this the other way, the other day. And the reason why I stopped being vegetarian is because at the time I was in a production, and we would we would have rehearsals at this director's house, and he would make dishes for us to eat. And I was too scared to tell him that I was a vegetarian oh, because yep. he'd be the kind of person to be very offended that I wasn't eating his meals. And also I got stressed, <laughs> so I started eating Maccas. <laughs> and plus there's no vegetarian places open after eight. True. So yeah. you're fucked. That's fair. And as someone who does like works from 6am and then does stuff all day and maybe comes home at 9, 10 at night, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, takeout is the only thing open at that time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Yeah, mm. if you didn't cook anything like with particular speed, then you don't want to be spending an hour cooking a meal at you know ten o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. So, how how about you, Tully? How did you 
fall into the cult and then get out? Um, so it's been sort of a, an on and off vegetarianism, pescatarianism, like kind of okay. minimizing meat. Um, first out of, time Out of health concerns or no. you, you don't like the taste? Uh, no, I love the taste of meat. No health concerns whatsoever. In fact, I could probably put on some weight if I'm okay. honest. <laughs> okay. um, but the big thing, the first time around, um, I was in a relationship. We were living together and she was vegetarian, so it was just easier. Okay. Um, and so I'd eat meat when we were eating out and then I just kind of stopped eating meat. And then after that ended, I was still vegetarian for a while, then realised that my eating habits were not healthy and I was, instead of substituting something in for the meat, I was just leaving it out. I was getting things like just chips when I was out because there's no option there. Um, But when I've been cooking for myself, I will tend to minimise meat if I'm the one doing grocery shopping. Interesting. Yeah, it's more environmental than anything else. So that's why this this environmentally friendly wine is um, absolutely up my alley. <laughs> it's, it's it uh, with you, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'll tell you, my dad was really against the vegetarian thing because he's from far north Queensland. Um, and <laughs> I course. got a bug one day that was just a vomiting bug, was probably 24 hours, don't know how I got it. And he said, like, because I was meant to, they were in town and I was meant to go see them and I was, like, vomiting at work. I'm like, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and he <laughs> and he swore up and down. It's like, because you're not getting enough meat. Like, there's something wrong. Like, I was like, I am vomiting. <laughs> this has nothing to do with my non-meat consumption. If like, only you'd had a bit of chicken every day. Yeah, Gina, I know, that I'd fine. never vomit <laughs> yeah. ever again. Like, it's famous that you can never get sick from chicken. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I've never, I've never been tempted to go off meat. Go veggie or not out of not out of health concerns, not out of ethical concerns for the animals. I've never been, yeah. never been tempted. Mine's mine's more environment than anything else. Yeah, it's it's the just the disparity between how much you know CO two output, land output, water output that there is um, that there is needed for red meat for poultry as opposed to um, vegetables. That's true, but it's not without benefit. Like it's not it's not like we're eating. Red meat and, and and other meats, just because you know we're we're vain. Oh yeah, there are, no, there I are just, definite there are definite health benefits to having meat. And where I'm sitting, I'm pretty happy with uh, my partner and I. We just try and minimise the amount of meat that we eat. Yeah. We'll still have you know lamb, still have beef, whatever. Um, you know, twice a week, yeah. um, sometimes three times, but it's just less. So I've 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 never been tempted to to cross over, but my wife who also is absolutely not a vegetarian, has tried to extol the virtues of vegetarian meals to me by making, by making vegetarian meals and trying to make them taste as flavorful as possible. And I have to say, it, sometimes it can work. Right? Vegetarian um, meals okay, are terrible yeah. if unseasoned yeah. and amazing <laughs> if seasoned well. Exactly right. That's exactly you have to nail the seasoning because otherwise it's just a, a vegetable casserole and it's not it's not brilliant. Which which brings me back <laughs> to these goddamn recipe books. <laughs> yeah, can't relate. Don't own it. Well, I can tell you from first hand experience, going off book is an amazing experience. It makes you feel so much of a genius when you get something that tastes nice and you haven't mm. followed the recipe or you deliberately missed a step. You say, ah, yes, I knew better. <laughs> yeah, look, if I, if I ever find someone someday who likes to go off book, that's, that'll be nice. But um, <laughs> I mean, is there then, a recipe on the back of the wine card? There absolutely is. Tell and me hey, how you would go off book on that recipe. For this Cab Sav, it's for a pork bigos stew. Now, the reason what? 
Bigos is interesting to me. Yeah, Bigos is a Polish dish. Sure. My heritage is Polish, so it ah. immediately opened my eyes and made me very, very surprised. It's essentially a, a cabbage and, and bacon fried with other stuff. Cabbage and bacon. It's a lot better than it sounds. Okay. I'll take your word. <laughs> I'm a fan of both of those things. So. Cabbage. You know You're a fan of cabbage. I love this, cabbage. Yeah. Yeah. This recipe looks like it's taking careful note of the seasoning. Like I would probably yeah. still use yeah. a little more, but it's using juniper berries and caraway yeah. seeds, which I do not use normally. Yep. And I but, would love to try that out. But largely pork belly, sauerkraut, mm. uh, sauerkraut, tin tomatoes, beef stock, mushrooms. Just shove it all in a pot and let it cook for hours, I say. Forget the recipe. Just get everything, shove in it in there. slow cooker. Ah, Absolutely. Oh, the Polish way. <laughs> Put it in a pot and boil it. We'll eat it tomorrow. Also the oh, Irish way. Or. <laughs> Put it in a pot and boil it. Or wrap it in pastry and fry it. Yeah. Or, yeah, or boil it. That's more English. <laughs> pastry is definitely English. Well, thank you everybody for uh, giving your opinions on... <laughs> <laughs> I know we all valued my opinion. And how cooking, we're, we're divided at the table on whether or the cooking is, um, is a good idea or not. Uh, but absolutely, you should cook more at home. Oh, th- no. Just leave, hire leave someone for it. Just get, get someone for that. I just like, yeah, I should cook more. Okay. But I, I should also exercise more. I can't. I can't. And I should also <laughs> invest more. I can't. I can't volunteer you, more. I can't convince you. You're right. That uh, that you'll that you'll get pleasure out of it, but I could convince you in that it is cheaper. And if you're and if you're well, coin conscious, mm. you should definitely cook more often well, for yourself. Well, here's the thing: I my go-to dish now for like work lunches is I get a quiche from Coles. Okay, I right. put it in the oven. Yep. I get frozen vegetables. I heat them up. I put them in a container. Do you know Food. How, do you know how easy a quiche is to make? Do you know how much I don't <laughs> want to make it? <laughs> I believe we never gives up a point. <laughs> All right. Clearly, we are divided, and we are not going to get anywhere. Some people like cooking. Some people don't like cooking. Also, and, I don't mm. want to cook with eggs. Okay. No other. Weird line to draw, but it's it's been drawn. Very strange line That's in the fine. sand. If you're interested, you can find more about this and other things that we talk about on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Ask me any questions about cooking. I'm very knowledgeable. And check out our friends at Good Pair Days. Uh, they are, uh, Good They are a wine subscription service, and. They are just wonderful. I've never had a bad bottle mm. of wine unless it's been a Dolcetto and Syrah, which you shouldn't have anyway. <laughs> adults don't drink Dolcetto and Syrah. Okay. Not, and adults don't drink it. <laughs> Gina. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thank you, Zane. Thank you, Andy. And thank you, special return guest Tully. Thank you very much. <laughs> also, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Glass of Wine with an uh, H. Gina, I've already said that. I'm, I'm reiterating. And also go on to Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast and rate us and write a review. And Telly, do you have something to... Yes. While pod- you're on uh, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or the podcaster of, podcatcher of your choice, um, in about five days from now, on the 31st of July, <gasps> come check out Dungeon Deep Dive, oh. a new podcast about going off book in your tabletop RPG experiences. We're going to be deep diving into very specific aspects of your worlds. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like you take nerds (laughs) 
You multiply Wait, it. Wait, the people or the food? The people. Uh. <laughs> the people. You feed them some nerds the yes. food. Uh. Yes. You multiply those nerds by other nerds. Then you take the cream off the top of that, mm. sprinkle it with some pedantry. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Dungeon Deep Dive exactly. is going to be. <laughs> Correct. Lovely. Improvisation, Gina. It's not just for the 90s. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. So what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.